Is this season two? I wasn't even ready yet. So so what? Do I just insert a hot take here or something? My teeth! LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers are going to repeat, but they are going to play the Knicks in the Eastern Conference Championship, and the Jets are going to be in the Super Bowl. You don't get much hot take in that. My teeth! Take that, take that, take that. My teeth! Brooklyn style, baby! Brooklyn style! My teeth! And welcome back to another edition of the Mighty Sports Podcast. I am your host, the one and only talented Taylor. September 3rd. It's a lovely 81 degree day here in South Florida. We have a whole lot to talk about. I know what you're thinking. The podcast is either a little early or it's a little late, depending on when's the last time you've heard it or how you're used to getting it. Yeah, you're right. It's a little it's a little late. It's complications, complications, complications. But listen, based off those complications, I already know. We don't have time to get into those complications. We got a lot to get to today, right? We have We have like this could be a controversial show today. Just to let you know. Just to let you know. Like we we going to talk Finally, we're going to talk about that that Kevin Durant move. And what Derrick Rose said. We're going to talk about Callan Kaepernick's stand. We're going to talk about this, this, this broke back moment. And not to mention. My Mount Hatemore. Finally comes up. And more. So. Without further ado. You know what I say. Regardless of the time. and Regardless of the weather. It's always a good time to talk some sports. So. Let's start talking. Listen, it's been a while since we've had our last podcast. And also based off the fact that it's a little out of schedule. A lot of things have happened even since then. So, as the NFL preseason is is, is basically now at its end. The one thing that, that is continuously dominating the airwaves is... Quarterback, 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 quarterback. We talked about this last week on the show a little, just a little bit. Touched on it just a little bit. You know, Mark Sanchez, you know, a former Jets quarterback, you know, eating up airways, you know, because he can't keep a starting job in Denver, and he's not going to be able to keep that starting job in Denver. Tim Tebow, a former New York Jets, <laughs> a former New York Jets um, quarterback, um, was eating up airways because he's trying out for baseball. We had Ryan Fitzpatrick that was eating up all the airways. Tom Brady finally gets his just doing. He finally gets suspended. But even out of all of that, like... We even get, we even, like, even Tony Romo, like, to, Tony Romo, 100%, I'm going to tell you right now, Tony Romo is cursed. Tony Romo is cursed. Like, like, he had to have sold his soul to like, gotten the starting quarterback job for the Cowboys. Like, I think he, he, he went to the demo and was like, I don't care what I have to do. I don't care if I never, ever win a playoff game. I just want to start for the Dallas Cowboys. And he was like, wish Granted, you will have the 10 year plus career and you will not do playoffs. It's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like, yeah, I'll take that. And, and and that's what he got. Because, geez, man, like, this guy can't catch a break. Like, when he was healthy, he didn't have healthy receivers. And then by the time he had the one good healthy receiver, like, he wasn't really healthy. You know? So. And then, he finally gets a running back, and then they ship the running back away. You know, like it wasn't a perfect running back for that system. And then he gets hurt again. And then he gets hurt again. And now, what happened to Drew Bledsoe may just happen to him. And, listen, it's, it's the name of the game. Like, like eventually it's going to happen to Tom Brady. Like, eventually too. Like, it's gonna, it happens to all of them. It's going to happen to Drew Brees. It's going to happen to the guy in, in, in Green Bay, Brett Favre. You know, <laughs> it's, it's going to happen to all of them. It happened to Donovan McNabb, even though they, they, they haven't found his replacement yet. So, it's something that's going to eventually happen. But Tony Romo, like, at the worst possible time that this could happen. I mean, because now they, they look like they found their, their running back again. Like, they finally found, feel like they found the running back that's going to be cheap enough 
for the next three, four years that they can take into the future and possibly try to get something out of the end portion of Tony Romo's career and the middle portion of Des Bryant's career. Because Des Bryant is about to be in that peak zone. Or is in that peak zone. Tony Romo is well out of it. Like, his, like he's done. Like, so this is the worst possible time. But this, it opens up the opportunity for this kid Prescott. And Prescott has looked well. He's looked decent. He's looked favorable. So it, it leaves room to... It leaves room for possible growth and, and, and possible hope because they're like, listen, if Tony Romo could do it, then, you know, this kid looks like he could possibly do it. And you, and you keep it real vanilla and you're talking about an overusage of the run and a lot of passing. Like, you just, you just got to find some defense. That's actually what it is. If that defense can hold up, then you're looking at something. Because really what's going to happen is that they're going to have, like, they can't eat up clock and run, 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 run. No, they have to put up points, 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 points still. Like, and that's probably the, the one thing that Tony Romo was definitely going to do, was definitely was going to sling that ball around, stand there and sling that ball around and move, and move the tempo of that, of, of that, of that offense, because that's what he's done for years. He's done without a defense for ages. So, we're going to see. But, the biggest NFL discussion, if you, it, and, and, it, it really, it really was crazy, because, in the early beginning, I wondered if they were calling him, if you were calling him Kaepernick, Kappa Knucklehead, or Kappa Nigger. Yes, and, and I meant that with the, with, with the hard E-R as, as possible. And seriously, you have to, you have to look at his stance and, and, and realize that if you're not calling him anything but Kaepernick, then you were wrong. And now, as, like I said, this, and we're talking about, and, and just to let you know how, how different things are, from how I had to write up this script originally for this, for a podcast on Tuesday, versus now what's now a podcast on Saturday morning, how the narrative have changed. That's the funny thing to me. Because initially, I was going to have to come in here and, and grossly defend Kaepernick and his decision. Because it was the fact that everybody was looking more at his actions and not taking it to the message that he was trying to get across. And that is the fact that there are... And there are, there are people in power that are out there to protect the people that are abusing it. And anytime we see that, we need to fight against it. Listen, I've, I've, I've done it myself as, as, a, as a military person of, you know, against sergeants that just abuse their power. It's something that nobody likes to see and nobody likes to have done. And when it's done to you, listen, you feel the need to, um, to, to lash out against it. And there needs to be people that are willing to be the blunt force of whatever initial backlash is going to come. Like, I have no problem being a lightning rod, and, and I guess apparently neither did Callum Kaepernick. Like I said, we're not even going to talk about me on this one. Let me keep this as far away from me as possible. So, I, initially I was, I was really going to have to come here and defend Kaepernick, but now what happened is that people are seeing that, oh, he's doing stuff. And, and I, don't, I don't really even agree that people are like, oh, Let's see what he does next. Let's see what he does next. Let's see what he does next. Why does he... I never saw why he needed to do anything next. Because Camilla Anthony and... Because let's just listen to what's, what's, what's happened, right? Peacefully, very peacefully, Snoop Dogg has gone and met with the, the chief of police and, and, and individuals in his community, and that hasn't... And even though that, that's gotten initial, initially a little spur, that hasn't done much to cause change. Camilla Anthony, Dwayne Wade, LeBron James, and Chris Paul stood in front of the SPs, in front of the world, and and made a statement, and that has really caused change. The WNBA women um, wore t-shirts to represent how they felt, and that barely caused change. Finally, Callan, you know, I, I'm, I'm, when I say barely caused change, I'm talking about like barely caused a, 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 a slight buzz. Callan Kaepernick decides not to stand for the national anthem, and listen, I am a soldier. You are talking to a military veteran, and I was not offended. I was there with him. There have been times I have not wanted to stand for the national anthem because I knew what was going on, you know, with people in my own military, like being discriminated against. In listen, don't don't not get it twisted. It does it does it does exist everywhere. And yes, when I was in the military, we're talking about early two thousands, the early portion of the two thousands. You understand? To the middle portion of the two thousands. We're talking about from ninety nine to the middle of the portion of the two thousands. Okay. 
And yes, there were still good old boys in the military in command that did everything to make your life miserable. If you were a person of minority, if you weren't uh, just a yes sir, no sir, yes sir, no sir, yes sir kind of individual. I'm sorry. While other people you saw do the same as that accent and it was just, oh, it was just XYZ being XYZ. Oh, it was just XYZ being X, you understand? Know so there was a lot of ish that a lot of people got away with. Be and, and you see it all the time. Listen, I, me personally, just like just trying to get in regular clubs down here that I have to go get my Spanish friends to come surround me to show that, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm just one regular person because I'm getting discriminated at the door for some odd reason. Like, so it happens. So... I've I've been I've been I've been arrested for walking backwards. Yes, walking backwards. So, let's not act like <laughs> I've 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 been pulled over because they said the brand new car that we that we just got registered gray and not red. Pulled over more times when I had my Infinity than when I had my my Toyota Corolla. In Florida, granted, I was driving everywhere else in the world. And never got pulled over driving Florida with, with, with an infinity. All of a sudden, I could barely go two lights without being pulled over. Drive a harmless Corolla. Same driving style. Same driving pattern, actually. Never get pulled over. Invisible. See? And same exact actions. <laughs> so... Like I said, and I have, I've had, I've had reasons even at sporting events where I'm like, I really don't feel like standing for this national anthem because there's just times where this country does make you sick. Like, but Callan Kaepernick's message was being overshadowed by a lot more than just that. You know what I mean? And that's what people were feeling to see that there was an underlying message than him just standing for the national anthem because listen. It's not offended, like, you, like, throughout the time that he's done that and thought, now you've seen how many soldiers have come out and, and, and backed him. Even before he said, hey, this wasn't aimed at the soldiers. Like, he didn't even have, have to say that. That it wasn't aimed at the soldiers. This wasn't a, this wasn't a shot at it. We perfectly understand, this is about the people that are abusing their power. So anytime you say, oh, so what about, what about all the black-on-black -black crime? What you're trying to do, you're throwing, you're throwing a subject in there to deflect because black-on-black -black crime has nothing to do with people in authority abusing their power. When you say, "Oh, where was the, where was the, where was the, where was the Black Lives Matter movement during the the, the event that happened in, in New Orleans?" Once again, you were trying to deflect from the original fact. That is not something that they handle. That has nothing to do with the people that are in power that are abusing it. So when you say all these things, you are just basically trying to say, "Hey, shut your black ass up. What about this?" That's where all the, that's where the continuous outrage comes from because now you're trying to say, oh, he should keep finding different ways. Well, listen, different ways were found. I just gave you different ways. Snoop Dogg met with the police. Four superstars in, in, in the NBA stood in front of the SPs. Stars in the WNBA wore t-shirts to represent. And you told them, and, and all of them basically went ignored, except for the one in the WNBA. You told those girls to shut up and they initially got fined. And all these police officers that say that, oh, they're offended by the venue. No, 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 no. See, what I, what I don't understand is that what you should be offended by is that you have people within your ranks that are making all of you guys look bad as an organization that causes your community to, to, distrust, to distrust you. Because basically what you're doing when you say, oh, we just, won't go, we just won't go support your event, is that, you know what, we support all the bad cops that are out there, 100%. That's all you're saying. So keep up with your ignorance. That's all you're showing. We're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about something that hasn't happened in basically over 40-something plus years. That and more on the Mighty Sports Podcast. Saving up for a vacation is way easier said than done. If you've ever been through the pain of trying to put money aside every month to reach your goal, you'll know what we're talking about. It's time to get help from someone who can turn your goals into reality, once and for all. Introducing VayPay, your new friend and ally, who'll do all the dirty work for you. VayPay will use your active checking account to automatically round up your everyday transactions to the nearest dollar, transferring the spare change into a secure VayPay savings account. Our idea comes from the old method of putting away spare change into a piggy bank. 
One, create your VayPay account and choose a unique username and password. Two, register your active checking account. And three, continue to use your debit card as usual and let us take care of the rest. Get in touch with VayPay today to find out more. Save up for any vacation or special event, one penny at a time. VayPay, now available on App Store. Thank you and welcome back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. Again, as I said, I am your host, Talent T. Taylor. And if you are listening, you are either listening on SoundCloud or on TuneIn Radio. TuneIn Radio is going to be for the next day listening for my next day, folks. And and don't worry, I'm still trying to find, I am very much trying to find a way to go live for you guys. Right? Because... Like, I think that's going to be the best way to go in the future. So, no, we're working on it. I told you, there are things coming. There are a bunch of things that I've been working on to come. So, we're slowly working on that. But if you listen on SoundCloud, it's as best as you're going to get because you're getting it as soon as it, right, as soon as it's finished. So, if you're getting it on SoundCloud, you literally get it minutes after it's been recorded. Within minutes. Probably within seconds. Oh, you can listen to it then. and get it the next day. Just saying. Just saying. Just know. That you get this pretty much unfiltered, uncut, unedited. 100% raw. Remember that. This is as live as live is going to get. There is no second takes here. We do this and we, and, and we come clean and we, we just deliver it to the folks. And you get it into your ears and you absorb it and bam. My tea. So, if you have something. So, so alright. If you have something to write with. Like, this is going to be that time. Ladies, if you wanted some fantasy football tips, now is the time. Basically, right now is when we are going to talk pretty much about these fan- what's going on in fantasy football. And, and a couple of these positions. And how they are currently going to be ranked. So, if you're new to fantasy football, this is the time to pay attention. If you haven't quite done your research now, this is your time to pay attention. If any, if, if, if you just want a quick refresher, this is your time to pay attention. Get something right with real quick. In about 16 seconds, we're going we're gonna to get we're gonna start this. Right? So, ladies, this, this part is like, because I know I have the fantasy football league that is starting. This part is really kind of meant for you. So, here we go. We're talking. It's coming real soon. And the very first thing we're going to talk about is the most important position in fantasy football. And that is the running back position. Don't get it twisted. I know in real football, uh, everybody is always trying to... Everybody's always trying to douse the quarterback and, and, and things like that. No, 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 no. The most important position in fantasy football is the running back position. And we are gonna start with and we are gonna start all of these from the number ten up to the number one running back uh, up to the number position, right? And number ten running backs is gonna be Jamal Charles. And Jamal Charles has basically always been one of those dual threat kind of running backs that is going to give you weird production. Right, he's gonna give he's like his his running back numbers because he's basically been one of those guys that's over thirty that's coming from you know one of those knee surgeries, so he's gonna give you dual a dual threat. He's gonna give you running yards and he's gonna give you passing yards. That's what makes him a, a top ten running back. Now he is injury prone, but he's still a good option. And the thing about Kansas City is that Kansas City has always found ways. I shouldn't say has always found ways. They have had struggles. Trying to score. So, what happens is that I don't know how many touchdowns he's technically going to put up. Because Kansas City just has a weird, sputtery kind of offense. Sean McCoy is, is the number nine running back. And he is the running back for the, for the Buffalo Bills. And he, even though he's a great running back, probably the reason he's coming in at number nine. Because I look at some people here. And he shouldn't be coming in this low is the fact that he's in a Rex Ryan kind of offense. And this, if there's anything that we know about Rex Ryan and his offense is that they're inconsistent. And that is going to be the thing that's plaguing, that's, that's going to plague his production is that we know that Rex Ryan likes to ground and pound. But Rex Ryan just hasn't been utilizing his team right for the last couple of years, which is making his productivity level sputtery. Devontae Freeman from Atlanta. Devontae Freeman from Atlanta. He's getting, I think he's getting a, a big push just because not only did he show some decent work last year, 
but he he he's gonna be benefiting from what's I guess what's considered ah <laughs> uh, I guess you want to call it he's no he's no longer. He's no longer being a running back by committee. He's getting he's getting number one he's getting the number one workload worth of worth of drives from Atlanta, and that's gonna be the thing that's gonna help his numbers, and and that's that as and, and that's why he's coming at number eight. And that's also kind of the same thing that's happening with Mark Ingram at number seven. Is that for New Orleans? Is that he puts up good number? He puts up decent numbers, but the number one thing that he benefits from. Like as and all these guys are dual threats, and that's the thing about the about the NFL now. Like, it, unless you're just a ridiculous downhill runner, like Adrian Peterson, and, and you just and you just can't be tackled, a lot of these guys all are dual threat running backs. And so that's what Mark. So that's where Mark Aaron was gonna get. He's he's getting the benefit of technically getting number one. I'm getting, I'm getting a majority of number one reps because they, they need to keep some kind of honest running game in New Orleans for that offense to be for the, for them to be productive for them to be for, for them to be stable and to continue to move that ball. Now the number six running back is coming up in Ezekiel Elliott and and all these guys I think Lashawn McCoy should be ranked ahead of just just let you know from my my personal opinion. The only reason I think Lashawn McCoy is ranked so low is because of the fact that he is be, he is in Buffalo and he is being coached by two Lions. And, when, and and two rhymes don't make a right. <laughs> like I still don't believe it. Like, but we'll see. I think it's gonna be interesting. I think it helps Rex Ryan focus on his offense more than anything else because he doesn't have to worry about any, his defense anymore because he gets a like mind on defense. But we'll see. Ezekiel Elliott comes in number six, and Ezekiel Elliott has nothing has has proven nothing except for the fact that he is the number one running back coming out of the coming out of the draft. And he is and he is gonna be behind the best offensive line coming into the coming in, coming into the league. Now he has a now he has a rookie quarterback now in, in, in Prescott. And when these were done initially, Tony Romo was still <laughs> the starting quarterback. So it'll be interesting to see if his ranking has dropped any. I would assume that his ranking may even stay the same or jump just slightly, only because of the simple fact that. We're talking about his workload may go up now even more because he's gonna be even more of a safety blanket for the for the quarterback since this is now a rookie quarterback. Number four is Arizona's running back David Johnson, and David Johnson is another guy that I'm believing his ranking is is kind of high just because of the fact that he's good is he's no longer gonna be a, a victim of. Of running, of being a running back by committee, and he's just gonna get a majority of number one touches. And he, and and just like Devontae Freeman, he showed he she showed enough flashes last year and did and did a mediocre because they, they really what they did was a mediocre kind of job, and did a mediocre and, and did a decent of enough job that their projection for this year has jumped. Once again, another person that I will take I I, I will take Lashawn McCoy over. I'm just saying. Like Michelle McCoy is just a, it's just a, it's just a slightly more proven running back. I just think that he is that he is being held back based on the simple fact that he is, as you know, say it with me, he is suffering from a Rex Ryan system. All right, number four. Uh, number, now the number four running back I really believe should be the number three running back, but the only reason why he's a number, maybe even number two, but the only reason why he's ranked, ranked number four. And it's because he's going to be suspended for the first three games of the season. And I don't know, maybe it's a good thing that you didn't get the last podcast. Because this po- oh, last podcast, I said number four. I said number four. So many damn times. I sounded like Biggie, like, kicking the door, waving the 4-4. Four, four. All you heard was, my team. Don't hit me no more. <laughs> but, no, what happens here is that he's actually, the number, he's actually going to be suspended for three weeks as it's been reduced one week. And that's the only reason why he comes in at number four is because he has no productivity for you until week four. But Le'Veon Bell is, is is one of the best running backs on there. And, and you have to think about it. There's a Pittsburgh Steeler ranked in the top 10 in every single position. When it, uh, well, at least when we talk, when we were couple, the ones we're going to cover today with the running backs, wide receivers, and quarterbacks. And we are coming up on this pretty quickly on this next break. 
we might not even get to the wide receivers and quarterbacks before this before this next commercial break. But we will get to the wide receivers and quarterbacks before the show is over. You can guarantee that. Like I said, this is gonna be tail- this week and next week are both gonna be tailored around fantasy football. So you're gonna get three of them today. We're gonna get the running back, the wide receivers, and the quarterback today. And next week you are gonna get the top ten tight ends, defensive, defensives, um, special teams, and kickers. You know everybody likes a good tight end. You know what I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You know you know you play defense, or you get you know you can kick to these special teams. All of that matters. So, Le'Veon Bell comes in at number four. And he is one of those future, and he is definitely one of those dual threat running backs. He could catch and he could pass. I mean, he could catch and he can run. And, and, and oh man, can he catch and oh man, can he run. So, he's coming at number four, but he, he is more like a top three running back. Now, Lamar Miller for Houston. This is probably the most surprising one of them all because I probably would drop him just, just slightly. And even him, I would take I would take Sean McCoy over, but I'll probably have Lamar Miller right behind him. And Lamar Miller gets such a big boost mainly because of uh, mainly because of the fact that he's actually going to be utilized. You understand? Like, what's what's basically happened is that he left Miami because he wasn't being he wasn't being utilized, or he didn't feel like he was being used properly. And now what happens is that he comes over to Houston. Where he knows that they run a zone scheme system and they like to run and he feels he's going to be utilized. And they know one, and he knows also another thing. They like to run the ball because, listen, they want to keep a decent pace. And they also know that their defense is decent enough and elite enough that they may be able to get, that they're going to get a lot of chances. They're going to get a lot of chances at getting the ball back. So basically it's going to be pace versus pace for him. So he's basically getting this big of a boost. And he's also good. He's going to get this big of a boost because he's actually going to be utilized for once. And it also kind of seems like a Houston environment is basically going to trade because it's, um, Arian Foster went over to Miami. And even though Arian Foster has been a good running back at times, his number one thing is that he hasn't been able to stay healthy these last couple of years. But if he's not being utilized, well, let's worry about staying healthy. And when you're not healthy in Miami, you can just go out and go party. So we'll see. You know, hey. Arian Foster, and Dominican Sue, like, we, we, we got, like, a yin and yang kind of personality. Like, one likes to meditate, another one likes to stomp people's heads. This is going to be interesting. Now, the number two running back in the, in, 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 in um, rated for fantasy football, and I have no argument with this because of the fact, like I said, Le'Veon Bell is injured, is Tom Gurley from the, from, for the St. Nope, 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 not St. Louis, but for the L.A. Rams. And Tom Gurley... Showed last year why he deserves to be ranked this high. And as long as he continues to do what he's doing, I don't see any reason why he shouldn't continue to be ranked as high as he is. He is a solid number, um, he is a solid first-round pick, to be honest with you. First-round pick. Like, and and let's, let me put this out to you very, very solidly. If you do not have one of these top... If you do not have at least a top 10 player in every single position that you... And, and that when you have your fantasy football... Then don't even, don't expect to win. Don't expect to win slightly. So you need to have a top ten running back, a top ten wide receiver, and a top ten quarterback when you draft. If you don't, then good luck to you. This is not your season. You're basically playing for fun. And the number one running back in the NFL for fantasy football purposes in the NFL period still the reigning king Adrian Peterson, and that because he is still a bulldozer. He is still a he is still a bulldozer of a man. And unless he's injured, unless he's injured, or unless he's being suspended for overpunishing his kid, like we just have to wait until to see that he's that he is no longer that he is slowed down. And even though, like, like you know, we 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 know that for a sh- for a short period of time that Marshawn Lynch was was surpassing him. And, you know, in yards for a short period of time. It was for a short period of time. AJ Peterson's been doing this down for damn near a decade. Let's not forget that. So that's those are your running backs. This took a lot longer. I thought I was going to be able to get to all of the positions in this in this segment. But I guess when we come back, we get to talk about wide receivers. And, yes, we still have to talk about that thing that happens, hasn't happened in 40 years. Trust me, we will get to that. That and more on the Mighty Sports Podcast. 
Let me put you in a game. Being taken advantage of isn't a game and it needs to stop. Aren't you tired of being ripped off by those other guys? Then, head to Multivest Video Games and get the value you deserve on your games and gaming product. The games cost money, and you shouldn't feel like you're just giving them away. So why continuously buy a membership for prices and deals that you should be getting anyway? Multivest Games not only has fair pricing and great trading deals, Multivest has a wide variety of games, not just all your popular next-gen titles, but also all your favorite old-school titles and systems. Starting as early as Atari and Nintendo, to as current as PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360, and yes, that does include PlayStations, GameCubes, and Xboxes in between. They've been family-owned and operated for over 10 years, just off the intersection of 183rd and 7th Avenue in the Nurses Registry Plaza. That's conveniently located at 830 Northwest 183rd Street, Miami Gardens, Florida, 33169. Believe it or not, just five minutes from Sunlight Stadium, 790 the ticket, and oh no, let's not forget Tootsie's Adult Entertainment Center. Multivest Games, where you save more so you can play more. Welcome back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. Woo! Had to make a quick run. Didn't even realize I was coming back so soon. So, as we get back into the next segment, and listen, we got to finish. We will finish this up. We have next the wide receivers, and 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 I'm sorry, I did forget to mention as we was talking about running backs. As we were talking about running backs, right? I, I forgot to give you my honorably mention. And the honorably mention of running backs is number 18, Matt Forte. And Matt Forte, even though I think in most times would probably be probably, like he probably would have been ranked in the top 10, probably replacing a guy like a Mark Ingram or something. Uh, inconsistent jet offense. Mixed with the fact that he's not one of them guys that are coming over 30. So he probably could have broke top 10 in... in, in Probably maybe two two years ago, if they were looking, <laughs> if they were looking, and if also if they were looking a little bit more consistent, but I don't think they'll know. But I still he's, I still believe he's a guy to get, as long as he can stay healthy, and also know that he's gonna be having his time split with Bilal Powell, right? And he's gonna be a dual. He's he's also a dual threat running back. He's gonna he's gonna run he's gonna run a decent amount. He's also gonna catch a decent amount. And depending on what he can produce when he's doing either one of those is going to be his value. But listen, there are guys out there that if you just thought that the Jets were a little bit more consistent of a team, you would take him over. Like, he should be, to me, in this top 10. Or at least 11. So up next is the wide receivers. And we, and funny thing about it, in, 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 as we're talking about these fantasy football wide receivers, I also kind of talked about these wide receivers last year, uh, um, last week because... These are basically going to be the same exact bunch that Des Bryant was mad that was all ranked ahead of him. As we get into the number 10 wide receiver, and that's going to be Brandon Cook for New Orleans. And the reason why Brandon Cook probably comes in for New Orleans, because I don't, if I, listen, if, if you're like me, you probably know one thing. You don't trust New Orleans run, um, wide receivers. And that's probably why the reason why he's ranked so low as well, because he puts up numbers. It's because Drew Brees is a, is a, is a fear, is a very fear quarterback. He is great. Drew is freaking great. Like, he puts up, like, 5,000 yards, 4,500 yards, like, every single freaking season. Like, he is a freaking great quarterback. He just doesn't have a favorite target for shit. There it is. 34 minutes and 38 seconds in. I thought you was coming. But in all seriousness, <laughs> Brandon Cook comes in as the number 10 wide receiver for... Um, coming out of New Orleans, and that's prop. And the only reason because and is because he could take the top off of offense, and he has a guy. He has a lot of yards after productivity, and also isn't New Orleans also getting back? No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I was about to say Jimmy Graham, but I forgot Jimmy Graham is in Seattle. I was about to ask you, and I was actually thinking more about Jordy Nelson, but Jordy Nelson is in Green Bay. 
I don't know how I get Jordy Nelson, Jimmy Graham. I'm confused all the time. Yeah, I guess say, say it right. You can just say it right now. <laughs> you can say it. I'm not saying it. Right? But that's only. Be but I think Brandon Cook is running so low only because that Drew Brees just passes that ball to everybody all willy-nilly, and he doesn't have any kind of favorite target. And if you are going to be, be a productive person when it comes to him, it's going to be what you do when you ca after you catch the ball versus of how many times you get the ball from him. Des Bryant comes in at number nine, and Des Bryant is going to be lucky that he comes in at number nine because he has a rookie quarterback. Currently, right now, as this stand, this may be the perfect ranking for him because he has a he has a rookie quarterback, and we have no clue what's going to happen in that in, in Dallas. Like people say, like yeah, Des Bryant is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Yes, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league, and that's probably the only reason why he's being respected this well because he's one of the best. I'm sorry, not quarterbacks, wide receivers in the league, and he's also coming off of an injury, and he has a rookie wide receiver. Just saying. Is Mike keep being mad all he wants? Brandon Marshall comes in at number eight, and for as much as I told you that Matt Forte was number eighteen because of the fact that, you know, they kind of have an inconsistent offense. I th I think Brandon Marshall is slightly ranked. Not, maybe he's properly ranked, cause you know because he was part of a tandem last year, you know that or duo last year that definitely allowed them to be ranked the number one you know, wide receiver duo in the league with him and Brandon Marshall, or not him and Brandon Marshall, here and Eric Decker, who was honorably mentioned at. Number 19. Right, so Brandon Marshall comes in at number 8 from the New York Jets. Number um, number 7, who I believe Brandon Marshall should be head of, is Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson out of Jacksonville comes out. And, and, and even though I, I, I have faith that Jacksonville is taking steps, strides forward, this is a prediction that Jacksonville is really taking strides forward. Like, like we see them taking, taking baby steps in, in a positive direction. This is saying that they are going to take leaps and bounds in a positive direction. That's what that says to me. Because the fact that Allen Robinson is up here and somebody in it, I think in the same, and not, let's say, um, Evans out of Tampa Bay, even though Evans had like some of the work, like had the most drops in the, in the, for anybody in his position last year. You know what I mean? But it, it makes you wonder, like, what kind of, what they expect out of Jacksonville this year. Because that means that their running backs should be ranked top 15 as well, and so should their quarterback. I'm just saying. Like, I don't know about... Like, Allen Robinson puts up some decent numbers. I don't know if he's ranked... If, he, if, he's, if he's top 7. I don't know if he's better than Brandon Marshall. Once again, but Brandon Marshall may be... A, Brandon Marshall being ranked that low may just be... May just be... Yeah. Brandon Marshall being ranked below him may just be the fact that, that he has... That he just has an inconsistent wide receiver. Um, quarterback at times. And we're, and we're really trying to see what, what's going to happen. But I think that's kind of a slap in the face. Jordy Nelson comes back off an injury, and he gets ranked at number six for Green Bay um, for the Green Bay Packers. And Jordy Nelson is Jordy Nelson. A.J. Green for Cincinnati is going to be ranked number five. And once again, like these are two guys that given give, given maybe not Jordy Nelson, but Jordy Nelson is coming off an injury, so I don't know what to expect off of him. Um, uh, from him. But Brandon Marshall, I believe, should generally be even ahead of those two guys, only because... I know that AJ Green is gonna be missing is gonna be missing a week for the birth of his daughter, and also AJ Green has had injury issues the last two years. So AJ Green and AJ Green is one of my favorite running uh, has been one of my favorite wide receivers to pick up, but nobody's been paying attention to him for the last what two three years. Like I just I just been scooping him up, scooping him up, scooping him up, and nobody's ever paid attention to him. You know what I mean? And, and I've always been able to keep him as like a solid number two, um, um, <laughs> a solid number two wide receiver. But this year, I, I have, I have, I have ill faith in him. Birth of a daughter, and and injuries, and and maybe that extra bye week, maybe him taking that extra week off because of the birth of his daughter may help. And also the birth of his daughter may also help him motivate to ball out. But I don't know. I'm I'm a little worried about him. Up next, we have DeAndre Hopkins out of Houston. And DeAndre Yawkins out of Houston, even though I know he's a bad boy, I don't know about their quarterback. But that, that but that's a testimony to, um, to basically... And, and I think this is all a testament to the fact that... I don't get it. Like, I, I'm not... I don't know. Maybe maybe I don't... Maybe I'm, just, I'm, maybe I'm unaware of maybe Houston's offensive line. Is that what it is? I'm, I'm not sure. You know, Lamar Miller being ranked so high. You know what I mean? DeAndre Hawkins, I know he's decent, but I don't think he should be ranked higher than A.J. Green. You know, so we'll so we'll see what happens there. Julio Jones comes in at, comes in at number three for Atlanta, and Julio Jones is another one of those freaks of nature kind of guy, and we'll see if he can continue to be consistent. 
and the number two is Odell Beckham Jr. Number one, and, and the number one wide receiver in the league. I'm sorry, number two is Old Dirty Player, Odell Beckham Jr. And he's ranked that high, and he's ranked number two because he makes a ton of fancy catches. And Antonio Brown comes in as the number one wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And as I told you, that Pittsburgh... So, if you see a team here that has a top 10 running back, top 10 wide receiver, and a top 10 quarterback, you should be you should have them projected to be a top to to be a decent team. So right now, right, what we're looking at is that New Orleans is projected to be a good team. Um, definitely, as we said, Pittsburgh should be a good team. Houston is projected to be a decent team. Then Arizona, Arizona, sorry, Arizona doesn't have a top ten wide receiver in here because but that's only because Arizona, Arizona also passes the ball around and has three decent wide receivers that they could go to at any given time. Alright, so now here goes to the position that should be thought of third as the third most important when it comes to your fantasy football. That is quarterback. And we are still talking about, listen, people, in some drafts, Cam Newton was going in round number 10 last year. If it was, listen, in my draft, Cam Newton went early because the person that drafted just really wanted Cam Newton. So she took Cam Newton a little bit early because she saw another quarterback come off the board early. Right, so she was like, shoot, quarterbacks are coming off the board early. She took Cam Newton and she get she get and she ate it up. But listen, in every single mock draft that I did before them, Cam Newton was was being picked in round eight, round nine, round ten, and round eleven. So you can pick up decent quarterbacks, and that's because and that's only because, and the reason why is because the scoring the scoring differential is slightly different for quarterbacks than it is for wide receivers and running backs. While wide receivers and running backs get a point. For every 10 yards that they produce, quarterbacks get one point for every 25 passing yards. So that is the difference in production. When, when running backs and wide receivers get a touchdown, they get, I think it's six points, and quarterbacks get, get four for that same passing touchdown. Now, what happens with some of these quarterbacks is that now you will happen that we get dual threat quarterbacks. So they get, so they benefit from the one point for every 10 rushing yards that you know the same way that a running back will if they if you have a running quarterback which is why somebody like Cam Newton comes in rated so high you know Russell Wilson why they rate so high Aaron Rodgers the Andrew Lux why they rate so high it was because not only do they give you decent amount of, of passing yards they're able to give you yards with their they're able to give you points for fantasy football with their feet and then when they run in a touchdown they do get that full six or seven points instead of the four points than if they only had passed for that touchdown to a rod receiver that scores a touchdown. It all makes sense. Listen, if that, if that confused you, just keep listening, keep listening. Just, just rewind this part. We're talking about what happened between like the 40-minute mark and the 45-minute mark because we're about to get through these, these quarterbacks. All right, number 10 is going to be Phillip Rivers. And Phillip Rivers is being ranked at number 10 because Phillip Rivers is Phillip Rivers. Phillip Rivers is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. He just has some. He just this hasn't been doing well lately. Phillip Rivers, San Diego Super Chargers. That was for you, Megan. You and you alone. Number nine comes in as Eli Manning, and like I said, Eli Manning is projected to, to put up decent numbers. But once this is for the fact that listen, Phillip Rivers, good quarterback, puts up puts up four thousand plus yards, but he's a stiff. So that's all you're counting on. Eli Manning is going to put up four thousand plus yards. He's going to pass a bunch to Odell Beckham. He has he has now another secondary wide receiver that's supposed to be young and put it up numbers. Once again, no, but Eli Manning is a stiff. So he comes in at the number nine wide receiver. Ben Roethlisberger. Now, Ben Roethlisberger is just hard to take down. Ben Roethlisberger used to put up a little bit more yards with his feet. Now he just now he just takes pride in being is being one of the most and being one of the best upright erect quarterbacks in the league. As he is going to have the basically the and his target is the number one wide receiver in the league. But not only that, his his quarter um his running back that he's gonna get in week four is one of the best catching running backs out of the backfield of the league. So he gets so he gets it from 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 some of the two best players in this in those other two skilled positions. Like I said, Le'Veon Bell can be argued to be the best running back in the league. Just because of his dual threatness. Listen, it's part of the reason why I tell people I think LaDainian Thomason is a better running back than than um what's this guy's name? Um Um the running back from Dallas all those years ago. 
I forget his name. That's why I think he's a better running back than him. And even a better running back than the guy from Detroit. Like, like Curtis Martin and LaDainia Thomason, I think, are the two best running backs in, like, the two of the top three best running backs in history. And they should probably be the two best running backs in history, like, in, in my case, based off their dual threatness. Well, we're going to talk about that and we're going to talk about more. Because, listen, we talk about a lot. We're talking about a lot of dual threat this and a dual threat that, right? But, listen, there's only one dual threat that really matters, and that is what you're doing on the weekends. So, listen, stop being stuck trying to figure out what to do on a Friday again. Stop worrying, stop thinking, and head to Capone's nightclub in Fort Lauderdale. This is where you go to find my boy DJ Scepter. This is me familiar, right? He's going to be mixing in the lounge room. And this is where you're going to start, where you can start dancing so you can start drinking. Or, either or, you can even start drinking and then start dancing. Listen, it's vice versa, people. Have your fun wherever you want to have it, but just make sure you have it with DJ Scepter. This is going to be every Friday from 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. Ladies, you bring that sexy of yours you so you can sway. Fellas, you bring that swag so you can lay. <laughs> Listen, it's going down to Capone's. And yes, wait, there's more. The Capone's not the only thing that DJ Scepter does. If you need something to do on a Wednesday, on a Wednesday and we're talking about every single solitary Wednesday, you can catch DJ Scepter at Old Malley's from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Listen, DJ Scepter, he's playing every single where you want to be. We're talking about birthdays. Bachelor parties, bachelorette parties, bar mitzvahs, weddings. DJ Scepter puts that world touch on everything. And if you need to reserve them, just go to bookings at djscepter.com. Welcome back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. I am still your host, the talented Taylor. And can you believe it? Show's almost over. Show is almost over. And we still haven't fully gotten through these quarterbacks yet. And we still need to tell you about that thing that has, hasn't happened in over 40 years. Trust me, that will happen. That will take place and we will talk about it. <clears throat> right? So, number seven, coming in at, at, at quarterbacks, is going to be Carson Palmer. And this is due to, the, the, due to the resurrection of Carson Palmer's career, of, I think, of more, than late, more than anything else. And even though I told you that Arizona doesn't have a top ten wide receiver... Arizona is still going to, be a, is going to be one of those top teams because they do have a, what's considered a top ten running back. And why they don't have... Any, a top ten wide receiver, they have three middle of the of, of the ground um, wide receivers, led by Larry Fitzpatrick and two other guys that I can't remember their names. <laughs> but also remember, they also have an elite defense: Honey Badger, Patrick Peterson, and a bunch of other guys I can't remember their names. Right, so they also so Arizona is going to be another decent team. So even though you don't see them with a with a wide receiver ranked. I'm pretty sure they have a they have at least two wide receivers ranked higher than Eric Decker, who was remember I told you honorably mentioned ranked number 19 for the New York Jets. And also, as we talk about honorably mentioned New York Jets, as we do a quick recap, Matt Forte for the New York Jets is ranked number 18 amongst running backs. Eric Decker is going to be ranked number 19 amongst wide receivers, and Ryan Fitzpatrick is ranked number 20 against quarterbacks. And that's because, once again, Ryan Fitzpatrick is Ryan Fitzpatrick, and he is inconsistent. And Ryan Fitzpatrick probably would be ranked higher because he is a semi-dual threat, because he does run a decent amount of times, just can't slide for shit. But he also, but he turns the ball over a little bit too much, so he's inconsistent. And like I said, and that's ultimately the reason why Brandon Marshall's ranking, I believe, is so low. But continuing with the quarterbacks, Tom Brady comes in at number six, and... and because and that's because Tom Brady's going to be suspended for the first four games of the season because he's a cheater. Drew Brees comes in at rated at number five for New Orleans Saints, New Orleans. Right, and Drew Brees is basically Drew Brees, and Drew, and once again, Drew Brees is probably some, one of the most mobile of some of these stiffs that we mentioned down here. <laughs> All right, but Drew Brees is also one of those guys. He's he's still one of the most consistent 4,500 passing yards per year kind of guys. 
5,000 passing yards. One of, remember, the first to do it, you know what I mean, even before we're talking about Peyton Manning and Tom Brady did it. That was, it was, that was Drew Brees. And Drew Brees doesn't show any kind of any kind of favoritism. A lot of times he passes that ball to whoever the open man is. He has one of those kind of things. And he also likes his big targets. So, I mean, so... And also, I did fail to mention that Brandon Cook's probably uh, boost is also due to the fact that Jordy Nelson is also now in Seattle. That's probably also the reason behind this boost. And as we continue with the top five quarterbacks, number four comes in and Andrew Luck. And Andrew Luck... Andrew Luck is Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck has been a bad boy. He's been doing his thing. And... What's going to happen with Andrew Luck is we're going to hope that he gets some kind of protection. More than anything else, we're going to hope he gets some kind of protection. And we're going to hope he can stay upright. And we can hope that he can stop, stop turning that ball over. But more than anything, Andrew Luck is going to give you a decent amount of passing. He's going to give you a decent amount of rushing yards. But Andrew Luck was a disappointment last year. It was a huge disappointment last year. And we learned, and we learned that he had a bunch of, a bunch of injuries. On top of the fact that he also wasn't being protected properly, so we'll see what happens. Because I don't know what happened. I don't know what's changed much in Indiana. Like I don't know. Maybe I haven't paid attention to Indiana yet. But you know, we do have a week or so to start evaluating some of these teams out here, and I start figuring out if they've done enough to make Andrew Luck continue to look like the Andrew Luck from those first two seasons that went 11 and five and made it to the playoffs. And the top three, and the top three quarterbacks, I have no, I have no. No problems that they're the top three quarterbacks because one of them is a guy that I have con that I have also been able to got to get consistently because a lot of people have just slept on him throughout the years probably until just recently and that is number three running back Russell Wilson out of Seattle. That for about the last three four years I have had him and he has been consistent because he's just one of those middle of the ground kind of guys that consistently puts up twelve to eighteen points in fantasy football uh, every single week. Thing about it sometimes he's a little bit more consistent than anything else because. Because in the middle of the season, he tells to lull a little. And that lull in the middle of the season um, is when, like, the whole team lulls in the middle. And, and, and it affects his numbers. But Aaron, but Russell Wilson, as you already know, he's, he's, he's a good quarterback. He makes it, he's made it to the playoffs every single year. He's, he's been quarterback for the Seattle, for the, for the Seattle Seahawks. Um, he he makes smart decisions. He doesn't turn the ball over a lot, and he's got and he's he's a dual threat quarterback. So he's gonna pass and he's gonna run, and he also slides. He he's just one of those all all around encompassing quarterbacks, and he is now the new golden standard of the ah shucks kind of guy. He is taking over Peyton Manning's standard of the standard of the standard what you should do and how you should act and what you should say when you're a quarterback of a team. Even though he is dating one of the what used to be one of the raunchiest chicks. Nah, and, and I think he said she was raunchy. Like like she was definitely just out there in Sierra. I mean, whew. I'm the same we all would like to date Sierra. Aaron Rodgers is the rank is the number two ranked quarterback in the fantasy football. Aaron Rodgers is ranked number two because Aaron Rodgers, as as you've heard the boy Stephen A. Smith say one thousand times, he is a bad man. And yeah, he is. That boy can pass that ball. He can pass it overhand, he can pass it underhand. He basically he passes like Brett Favre. He just if he if he sees an angle to throw it, he's gonna pass that ball from any which angle he can try to throw it, and he can also run. But he's, he's getting up there in age, and he is no longer he is no longer the most athletic you know guy in the, in, in the room anymore. That number one spot goes to Cam Newton. Cam Newton showed us last year that him that he is the head honcho when it comes to quarterbacks. Now he he needs a little bit more maturation so he can help get his team over that hump. But we already know what Cam Newton does. Cam Newton now is going to pass that ball, and hopefully now we're going to see what happens when he gets his weapons back. Because that's also, I'm pretty sure, what's part of this projection. But also, he has two running backs, right? And now he should have two wide receivers, hopefully, I think. And he's going to run the ball. Cam Newton, your number one running back. And I know what you're wondering. Like, what has happened in the last, what, what has happened in the last 40 years that has never happened in the world? And if you're like, I don't know if you're like me, but I, I watch a lot of it. I watch a lot of sports, right? And I'm watching sports every single, every single nut and cranny and corner that you can think of. So, like I said, as mentioned before, like I said, this thing that happened in this past, it's been now probably like the last past two weeks now. It has never happened, right? We had the Little League World Series take place. And in the Little League World Series, as I keep telling you, as I've, as I've done a similar event when I've done the Power Showcase that's down in Miami. You know what I mean? That 
when we do this, it's 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 really it's really funny how I watch this because this is what this is the, this is the the little league showcase the little the little league world series or the little league um period is, is the event that you watch and you see and you always hear this now stepping up to the plate at six two two hundred and forty pounds in the third grade Hector and I'm like where the hell are they making these kids at <laughs> but they're coming out of somewhere <clears throat> right and look I guess we ain't gonna talk about Kevin Durant Derrick Rose or my Mount hate more but we are gonna talk about what happened what's happened in the last 40 years this hasn't happened and because you know I'm a homer and I have to make sure I big up my burrow. Because listen, just like Jay-Z said, if I say a big verse, I'm only bigging up my burrow. Now, first, I'm not mentioning I'm big enough to do it. I'm not thorough, plus I know my own flow is foolish. So I got to big up my burrows. I got to big up my state, my home state. So Endwell, New York beat South Korea 2-1 to one to win the Little League World Series. In Williamsport, Pennsylvania at Lamont Stadium. This is the first title for New York since Staten Island won it back in 1964. Basically what happened, New York got the lead in the fourth, one to nothing, and they never looked back. Took the lead two, they took the lead two to nothing, then finally South Korea puts up, puts up a point, but never looked back, they win two to one. And yes, that was it. And listen, while we're on baseball, while we're at baseball, right? Um, if you're not, if if you pay attention, the last time I did play-by-play -play at Roger Dean Stadium on August 27th, it was a matchup between the Fort Myers Miracles and the Jupiter Hammerheads, and the Jupiter Hammerheads was able to um was able to come out with a shutout as they won three to nothing. They were led by dominant pitching by Jorgen Cavaniero, right? Who was basically scoreless, who was scoreless through seven innings. With eight strikeouts, just giving up four hits and no walks, he was relieved and closed by Steve Farnsworth, who got the who's basically he got the save with the final six outs, and this was his second save of the year. And if and the next game I'm gonna be doing, and if it depends on how quickly you're listening to this, I'll be doing today at 5:30, but I'll be leaving here at about one o'clock. <laughs> So I could try to get there at two o'clock. So I'll start posting things on the on the Mighty Sports Facebook page, and you'll probably see me do put something on on the on the what is it? I probably go Facebook Live. I was gonna say I was gonna go Periscope, but I may just go put good Facebook Live. It all depends. It all depends on how much stuff we get done. So today I have a, today I'll be I'll be I have a game at five thirty, and it's gonna be the Palm Beach Cardinals versus the Charlotte Stone Crabs and folks if you get a chance to listen this is my last time doing um doing uh doing a game for them this season as the season's about to um, be over unless somehow I get lucky enough to get invited to a couple of playoff games folks that's the show like, we can't get to my mouth my mouth rush more of hate today like it's not it's not going to be something that's feasible to get done but just know that we have something more to talk about for next year like not next year, but you know, for next week, and isn't that what we want? We want, we want, we want to keep finding a way to keep keep, keep the discussion flowing in sports. And you know what I say, man. Thank you. Stay tuned. Stay blessed, and please don't stress. Sorry, boys. All the stitches in the world can't sew me together again. Lay down. Lay down. Always knew I'd make a stop there. But a lot later than a whole gang of people thought. Last call for drinks. Bars closing down. Sun's out. Where we going for breakfast? Don't want to go far. Rough night. Mighty!